Welcome to Wild for Wildflowers, a podcast about wildflowers. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey, and this is your co-host, my sister, (laughs) Tanea. So I'm going to start out talking a little bit about why I wanted to do this podcast and kind of what qualifies me to do it. So I took a couple classes in college and I learned a lot about native Rocky Mountain wildflowers, like way too much about it. And I realized I forgot most of it. And that kind of sparked my interest, like, but I've always been somebody who likes to be outside, likes to hike. So I've, I don't know, had an attraction to looking around and looking at what's growing there. And then I got a job working in a greenhouse and I learned a ton about native plants and perennials and annuals and all sorts of other plants. And then I joined the Native Plant Society and I've gone on hikes with them. And I also have a friend who's basically a self-taught botanist who's taught me a lot of things about plants. But for the most part, I just buy books and I kind of get out there and use my books to identify flowers. And that's one of my biggest hobbies that I love to do. And Tanea also loves wildflowers, right? Maybe not the same exact passion, but um, first and foremost, I just love nature and being outside, hiking around, camping, backpacking, all of that stuff. And of course, flowers are pretty to look at, but definitely got have gotten into them more under Kelsey's influence. Yay! Okay, so... I'm going to talk about one of my favorite wildflowers today. It's probably like my top five or something like that. I'm sure I'll change that a million times depending on what flowers are blooming. It's called the Woodland Star Lithophragma parviflorum is the Latin name. Lithophragma parviflorum. Getting better at it. And... I'm not even going to try to say that. (laughs) Okay. It's especially the last part. It's very weird. Yeah, Latin names are hard. Okay, but then, okay, so the other common names, I mostly call it the Woodland Star. That's how I learned it as the Woodland Star, but people also call it a Prairie Star or a Small Flowered Woodland Star or a Small Flowered Fringe Cup. That's a mouthful. But yeah, I'm probably just going to call it Woodland Star or Lithophragma, and it's in the family Saxifragaceae. Saxifragaceae. So that's a family. That's a fun name to say. In a hick accent. Sexfragaceae. <laughs> and then the genus is Lithophragma and the species is Parvaflorum. But there's like probably like eight or nine species in Lithophragma other than Parvaflorum. But I learned that Litho means rocks in Latin, like the Latin root. And then Frag is hedge. So, hmm. rocky rock hedge. hedge. So that's where oh. it likes. That's where it likes to grow. Essentially, is what because they right. some of them like to grow in like a rocky habitat. So that's kind of cool. Okay, I didn't know that. And then, so yeah, I'm gonna start by describing the flower itself. Okay, the flower itself is star shaped. It looks like a star. But it's also kind of hard to tell what it looks like from far away. You really have to, it's a pretty small flower, so you really have to kind of get up close to look at it. But each, it has five petals 
and each petal is lobed, and they're white. They're almost... What does... What does lobed mean? So lobed is... This is a definition as having major divisions that extend almost to the base or middle center, which is, like, hard to picture. But I said it, like, like my fingers, if I kind of separate them a little bit, it's like that if you have three fingers up. Or, like... So, like, like, like a sunflower, like a daisy, kind of? Like, where each um, leaf is, like, separate? Yeah, well, the thing about... It's not exactly, like, a sunflower in that way because each... Because it doesn't go... The separation doesn't go all the way down. It goes to, like, the middle in these ones. Okay. So each five petal has, like, three lobes on the top. And it doesn't go all the way down. So that's why it's, like, when you look closely at it, it, like, when you look at it far away, I guess I should say, it looks like there's a many petals, like a sunflower, but then you get closer, and it's like, oh, they're not all, it's not divided as, as far down. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I understand yeah, what you Yeah, and it said, now. like, sort of, like, toes. Like, it's connected at the base, and then it, so, I don't right. know, that's, that's. Almost like web Yeah, web. Where the little tops are separated, but the but the bottom and middle, middle isn't. Down. Yes, that's actually a good yeah. way. Because I'm like, I couldn't figure out like how to describe it, but I think that paints a pretty good picture. But yeah, there's always five petals, and then they start white, and they slowly fade to like a pinkish, light pink. So if you see one that's like light pink, it's probably just like older, an older flower, and they bloom like for quite a while. They bloom from early. Or no, more like late spring to the middle of summer. And then it, okay. I think it just... So they'll be pink towards the middle of summer. Yeah, they'll, they'll, most of them will start fading. And sometimes like one flower on one plant, you know, is older and it'll fade. But yeah, so the flowers are perfect. So a perfect flower is like... So it has both stamen and pistils in one flower. So that's like... So what's what's a stamen and a pistol for those? Oh yeah, so we're gonna who might not know flower parts. Yeah, so this is definitely gonna be. I'm gonna talk about it a lot this episode too, which is awesome because it maybe will like remember, because it's kind of hard to remember everything. But yeah, so a stamen is the male reproductive organ of the flower, and it contains the pollen. So stamen male. And then the pistil is a female reproductive organ. So that that's what they call, like, in the plant world, they call it bisexual or hermat- okay. hermaphroditic because it has both male. Because it has two, both Yeah, of them. male and female parts. So that's, but also the other name is is perfect. So, but the, those are other, just other names for it. And then. Perfect because it can reproduce with the Yeah, stuff. pretty much. I guess. I don't I guess that's why, yeah. Anyway, okay, so <clears throat> back to the flower. So the inflorescence of this flower is so the inflorescence is just like how it blooms or like the the arrangement okay. of the flowers themselves. Okay. So like as a group. And it's a racine. So a ra- a few flowered racine. That's like where like the common name fl- few flowered lithophragma. Because a lot of the plants, like most of the time when I see them in Montana, there's only one flower. So it's a small flowered or a, a few flowered racine. So there's only so racine. Can you spell that R A C E M 
E. So arrest. And what does that seam mean? means that there's like the flowers are like stacked one on top of the other, starting, and they're like connected to the stem of the flower itself. Like they don't have any projection like off of the stem. So okay, yeah, they're just like they're like like um like a rose. Like what's an example of that? Like a tulip? No, not really. Because a tulip's like pretty much always by itself. Like a, a raceme is like there's more than one flower usually. Oh, um, you okay. know, like like but each each stem has its own f- or it comes off of one thing and then yeah. So like each... there's one like there's one flower on like the bottom of the stem and then there's another one and another one and they can be like across from each other or right next to each other okay i'm trying to think of an example that would be good for some reason i can't really think of one but like that's basically what lupine is except for okay see how they're like stacked one on top of the other but lupine's like a more complicated racine you know like it's like yeah it's it's way more obvious, I guess. Like some flowers, because it has it's so small, like you can't hardly tell. But technically, that it's a raceme. They bloom from bottom to top, and then the stem is usually up to fifteen inches tall. So they're coming off of like this big stem, and so they're pretty far up. They're actually like not really close to the ground at all. But they're so small, it's kind of hard to see them at first. Right. This will all make sense if people look at pictures. <laughs> I know what I'm we're like, talking about. Well, I have this book, this vascular plant taxonomy, and I was like, oh, should I post? Because there are some really good pictures that explain. Like, oh, here. Like this picture, Tanaya. If you look at it, will you look at it? Yeah. It has like all the different inflorescence. So, like, an umbel looks like an umbrella. Um, there's like protrusions from. The... Anyway, it. I'm gonna get more into that. Yeah. It's, it makes sense when you look at a picture, yes. Yeah, so the stem has glandular hairs, which means glandular. There's two, there's two words in like the flower world for, for being hairy. One is pubescent and the other is glandular. And glandular means having small spherical bodies embedded in the epidermis or the tip of a hair that exudes a generally sticky substance. So you can actually like touch the plant and feel the hairs and it might leave like a sticky residue on your hand, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Does that have any, that leaving like a residue? Is oh, that, is there any... like a reason for that? Or... That's one thing that I did not, I haven't been able to find information on yet. Okay. But there'll be, like, our next flower will have the same thing. So maybe I can find some information on that. The glandular hairs. Yeah, so it has a hypanthium, this flower does, which is, hypanthium is a big word, but it means the fusion of the petals, the sepals, and the stamen. So we all know what petals are, right? And then sepals are just, like, the other protrusions. They're usually right below the petal that are coming off. So if, like... They're not, they, they're not looking like a petal most of the time. Like if you think of a Indian paintbrush, all of that part is sepals, mm. the red part they're, of the flower. Like they're not actually petals okay. there. But anyway, so like it doesn't really matter exactly that. So it's a fusion of, and that's like, that's basically 
the V of like when you look at this flower there's like a little after the petals they all fuse together and then it makes like a little pocket and that's right. the hypanthium okay it's like that v-shaped little funnel and then when it's pollinated it has fruits that are capsules which is there's a bunch of different types of fruits capsule it means that it's dry and it will split open at maturity so like burst the seeds like burst out of it okay so that's what a capsule is and they have like these smooth little seeds and then we'll talk about the the leaves really quickly so they're alternately arranged which means that from the stem there's a petal on one side and then on the so like let's say there's a petal on one side and then there's no petal like a petal on the left side nothing and then it goes up and then there's a petal on the left on the right oh, side so nothing. It, like staggers yeah so it's staggered right yeah so that's what alternately arranged means instead of opposite which means they're just right across from each other right like pair yeah so that most of the the leaves like when it's blooming they're basal leaves which basal just means they're at the bottom so like they're not very most of the time you don't even see the leaves unless you're looking for them they're pretty small but yeah there's just one on on either side and then each leaf has shallow scalped lobes we know kind of what lobes are like webbed toes but so scallop just means that like the outside part is wavy it's like right okay yeah so each lobe has like wavy little guys and if you yeah if you see a picture you'll know what i'm talking about and where where are these flowers found yeah so their habitat is well-drained soils so that means like more like sandy so the water like goes through it a lot faster so like grasslands meadows they're often among sagebrush that kind of that kind of area so pretty Mm -hmm. dry and they are all over western north america from british columbia to california and then pretty much all the way over to nebraska you'll find this flower it's it's a really common prairie wildflower and how sorry oh no it's fine i was gonna ask because i know you mentioned that they're kind of smaller but how small are they Oh, yeah. It's like three to five centimeters across. And it depends, obviously, on like some are a little bit bigger than others and some are smaller than others. But like not very big. Three to five centimeters, which I can't even really picture right now. But pretty small. And then, yeah, I wrote a ton of information about sexual morphology. (laughs) Okay. So that's, like, the reproductive stuff? Yeah, so it's just, like, basically the big overview. And I guess I was going to talk about it because then we'll have a better understanding of... So, like, basically, this is a perfect... I was saying how it's a perfect flower, so it has both stamen and carpels. So Mm. it gets really kind of confusing because, like, I said earlier, pistol for the female reproduction part... But uh, carpels is just, like, a general term for all of the different female parts because there's okay more than one. So stamen, carpels, and then each – so each flower, if a flower is male, it's staminant. And if it's female, it's carpellate, carpellate, carpellate. But, yeah, so having two – so there's, like, two different types, I guess, of, like, main giant 
overhead sexual morphologies. And one of them is monoecious and the other is dioecious. And that it's kind of easy to remember if you like mono is one. Mm-hmm. So monoecious is lithophragma, the woodland star, is monoecious because it has separate male and female parts, but they're on the same plant. They're in the same flower. And then, so monoecious, and then if you have a separate male and female flowers, either on different plants or the same plant has male separate male and female flowers, it's dioecious because it has two die. Okay. So can mono be either male or female? So it has, it just has both of them. Oh. Like it, it just has both of them in the same flower. Okay, so like so the So both of them, so I guess the only difference is, so both, pretty much all plants have male and female parts, but oh, monoecious right, right. just means, but, but the thing is also, that's not a dumb question because- some plants have non-working like they only have female parts and like their stamen don't work or like Uh, there's so that's not a dumb question because some really are just like female and some and i don't know i read a lot about it and it's it's just it's very like sciencey and a little much for what we're talking about but But, i wanted to kind of talk about it so because it's almost necessary but yeah, so monoecious just means that like there's a male and female on the same plant. So does does every flower either have to have both that both work like a stamen and a pistil or yeah, what, or it has to be on the same plant with other flowers that either have the male or female parts. Pretty much, yeah. So. They so that it can't, have... so it has the greatest chance to uh, yes. reproduce. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. it's if it wants to survive, then yes. Right. But there's there's always exceptions, you know, in right. science. Like I think there's I don't know but an for example. the most part. But for the most part, it's like yeah, they have to have male and female either together on one plant or on separate plants. Okay. But there are, like I said, there's like non-functioning sometimes. But that's. We'll talk about that when we get to it or whatever. But, yeah, so I don't know. That's There's a bunch of, let's see. Yeah, monoecious. Oh, yeah, so then I just I just wrote that, like, a really big overview of the reproduction of a flowering plant. So, like, mm-hmm. a flowering plant is called an angiosperm. That's okay. all flowering plants that produce flowers and seeds. But they have to be fertilized to produce the seeds. So... The male parts need to be fertilized by with the female parts to produce a seed. So that's where pollination comes in. So do male are the male parts the only parts that contain the pollen? Yeah. So yes. it's like kind of like the sperm, like you take the yeah. pollen from the male and put it into the female. Exactly. Part. Yeah, okay. exactly. And like there's part there's a part of the plant that's called an ovary like like mm. our ovary, like that contains female parts. So yeah, exactly. Oh, crazy. I know it's kind of crazy, and like, well, you'll see like later if we talk more about like flowers. But yeah, it's called an ovary. So yeah, that's an overview of that. But yeah, so I wanted to talk. This is our segue to the pollinator of the what month or week? I'm not sure yet, but it's a pollinator, and it's called a graham moth, and the so scientific- let's- 
I mean, obviously a pollinator helps pollinate stuff, but... Yeah, do you... Like, what can be a pollinator? Yeah, so... I guess, well, I wrote a, a definition, but then last time you were saying how it can be like... I always think of an insect as a pollinator, but we found right. out they can be like like a bat or... Um, or like a mammals. Small, a mammal. It could be a mammal, just not like even just... like brushing up against and... Yeah. yeah, like there's so many di- types of disper- like seed dispersal or like... Um, Technically, humans could be pollinators if you That's kick true. a dandelion. And also, on dandelion. there are people out there who, like, self-pollinate. Like, you can literally mm-hmm. take, like, a Q-tip and, like, take the pollen and dust it and then move to the next flower and dust yeah. it. It's crazy. But, yeah, so, like, it can be not just, like, a bee or a butterfly, but it could be, like, a small mammal, bat, beetles, all sorts of little guys out there and big guys but yeah so a pollinator helps carry pollen from the male parts of the flower the stamen to the female parts of the same or another stigma flower so in the lithophragmas case it doesn't need to move from flower to flower but it just needs the the stamen to go to the pistils so that's what the gray moth does the gray moth is really tiny and so cute but yeah How so tiny well it fits inside of the high okay anthium. So, so smaller than the actual so flower it's like very i don't think i found exactly how big it is but it's like a couple centimeters you know long it's it's a very small like you can obviously you can see it but it's it's a little little one probably like oh yeah like maybe like half the size of my of your like thumbnail okay. pretty small maybe like about that size yeah half the size of your thumbnail um but yeah so they the gray moth is a specialized insect sect that lays their eggs in the flower that they pollinate so gray moths are like one of the biggest and most important pollinators for lithophragma they have a few others but it's pretty much just the gray moth now does the gray moth pollinate any other flower or is it just the lithophragma so i think they're yeah they're both like specialized to each other because they kind of they co-evolved because they have a mutualistic relationship yeah so it's like i don't know if the gray moth like let's say all of the lithophragma died i don't know if the litho the moth would just be like okay i'll find another plant and be fine or or not like i'm sure they could find other plants but Lithophragma is perfect for them because the moth lays its eggs in the woodland star, guaranteeing that its larval offspring will have seeds to feed on. But then the offspring, they're so small too, and they don't eat all of the seeds. So that means there's plenty of seeds that the lithophragma can have to reproduce and make more flowers the next year. So, Hmm. and in return, they have a specialized pollinator. So there's a picture that I'll put somewhere or i'll show you but there's a they have like this like side shot picture of what it looks like going it shows like the moth going in and it goes like butt first and then and lays the eggs and then comes out and they show it like in the flower it's really cool but yeah so that little guy he's really fun yeah that's kind of crazy that a flower and like a insect like co-involved together to like i know yeah yeah and i guess i forgot to say like i read 
several articles that are about like people studying the mutual mutualistic relationship between them because it's so cool and like unique because not a lot of plants have like a specialized pollinator which is super awesome so i think that's all i got we'll we'll talk about um like how much like is this flower in your top 10 oh like, how much do you like this flower how much do i like this flower oh my god um it's well let's just say i have it engraved on the inside of my wedding ring so i talk about it a lot donovan was like oh i'm gonna that's one of your favorite flowers um i actually call it my favorite flower but it's it's one of my top five i think like i think it might be two or three but that also depends on like i said what i saw at the time so i might have like gotten yeah it might change rankings in the future that's all i don't know what our sign off should be but have you thought about it oh okay well i think it's gonna be something really dumb but maybe i can change it why don't y'all you all that's not how i meant to start it that just happened <laughs> it just came out um why doesn't everyone stop to smell the wildflowers okay bye bye oh my god I have to let Lexi in real quick. Okay. Lexi girl. Oh, she's a good girl. I can't even see her. Dang it. She's so okay. small, I can't even see her. Damn it. Well, she's on the ground. Oh, you can see her. Lexi girl. Okay. She won't let me pick her up. Yeah, no. She's like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Lexi girl. Oh, she can't even hear me. She's looking for treats. She's just wearing a treat. Oh, I Although she sweet. puked twice last night, so... Oh my god, Rowdy's been having poopy problems also. Well, it's coming from the other end though.